When patients need to interact with you, are you giving them the best experience? Nice CX1 is a proven customer experience platform with patient engagement solutions that make it easy for patients to schedule their own appointments, pay bills, refill prescriptions, and more. Simplify administrative systems with a solution that integrates seamlessly with your electronic health record system to manage all voice and digital patient interactions all in one place. Learn more at nice.com slash healthcare. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Susie Yeager, Senior Vice President and Chief Patient Experience and Access Officer at Children's Hospital Colorado. Susie, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you the opportunity to be here with you today. Now, I'm looking forward to our discussion. I know there's so much happening in healthcare, and particularly children's healthcare is just a lot um, happening, a really exciting time, and definitely movements in a positive direction. But before we dive into the broader discussion, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background. Absolutely. I, uh, as you uh, mentioned in my introduction, I'm the Chief Patient Experience and Access Officer at two or three, I guess, large bodies of work that I'm responsible for at Children's Hospital Colorado. Uh, the access part of my title, my responsibilities for outpatient services. Uh, and we have two off-campus hospitals that uh, also fall under my scope of responsibility. And then the experience part of my job relates to the services that we provide at Children's Hospital Colorado that are in support of our direct patient care providers and really do differentiate the experience of our families by focusing on the needs of children. And so those types of things include social work and child life and medical interpreters and patient family experience surveys and uh, the association of volunteers, those types of things that really are of our direct patient care providers and really help them enhance the care and experience for kids. I've been here at the hospital for over 30 years spent my my entire healthcare career, except for a little bit of time in hospice care. I've spent my entire year in pediatric healthcare, and I've had the fortunate uh, experience of being able to provide all of that experience at Children's Hospital Colorado. We we are affiliated with the University of Colorado School of Medicine and uh, have been around in uh, the country for well over 100 years, providing care exclusively to children and their families. Well, that's amazing to hear and definitely awesome to know how much you've um, impact you've had on the communities that you've been serving and especially throughout your career. Just such a passion for children in children's health care. I think that's awesome in, in making sure that experience is good for them as well as their families um, is so important. Now, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about your strategy for patient experience. What does a strategy look like and how do you identify opportunities for growth? Yeah, so we uh, we really draw our strategy from our mission. So we have four key components to our mission. The first is uh, clinical care, uh, and then we have education, research, and advocacy. So we really feel like the experience of children uh, really has uh, pieces and parts of all four components to our mission. But primarily what we do in terms of developing our strategy is really placing the needs of patients and families at the center of our focus. And patients and families really do impact uh, every decision that we make. In the hospital, we don't make a decision without considering the impact to patients and their families. Uh, we do serve a really wide region. Uh, we happen to be the only children's hospital in the state of Colorado, and we really consider our reach as uh, a seven-state reach. So we see children and families from long distances away, and so that puts a unique 
spin on the services that we provide because oftentimes kids, especially when they're really sick, uh, spend long uh, extended periods of time with us. And so that changes really their needs during their stay and it changes um, with our organization. We draw from our culture, really focusing on what we call as our culture of yes. We retook a culture of yes by engaging with patients and families. Um, I always like to say that our patients, families get younger every day because we deal with children and their young parents. And so we are constantly needing to change and adapt and evolve our approach based upon the young generation of patients and families that we serve on a regular basis. So over the last um, few years, we've really had a pretty significant focus on engaging with our patients and families uh, through our electronic health record, aspects of our digital health strategy. Um, we are an Epic shop here at Children's Hospital Colorado, and Epic has been a great partner for us in really optimizing the investment that we've made in our electronic health record and uh, using that to address the needs of, like I said, really young patients and families, and not only trying to address their needs um, from an efficiency perspective, but also really being able to expand um, the way that we communicate with patients and families. We can now, I mean, it's just a different age. Now we can communicate with families on a 24 seven basis. And we just never had that opportunity before, before a, a digital setting. So really optimizing that investment and really leveraging all the tools that Epic offers, but doing that through the lens of the family, I would say, are the key components of our strategy as it relates to patient experience. And, and, and by the way, we really refer to, it's not just patient experience, but in a children's hospital, because kids really don't present without adults in their life. Uh, so we really refer to the patient and family experience. I love that. You know, you're so right in terms of having the family is so important. It's such an important aspect to the experience and the patient's um, care overall. And, you know, the idea of being in a culture of yes um, and, and making sure you figure out how to get to a place where the patients have what they need um, is so critical. I, I really appreciate that. Now, could you tell me about the most impactful change that you've made um, to the patient experience in the last year? What did you do and what were the results? Yeah, I think, you know, we on analytics, our data analytics to really help us understand where we need to place those investments at times. So there's data, you know, that we collect from our electronic health record. There's data that we collect from our patient family experience surveys. And there's data that we collect from social media postings and things like that, our online scores and our comments and things like that. And then there are some tactics that we use that really help us drive an improved relationship and, and uh, more regular engagement with our patient fam and family. So we have a, a large and robust family advisory council with a number of different. We also have an online group uh, that we call the table where we that will um, provide us with opportunities to engage with families again at a place in time that's more convenient for them and especially for patients that we serve across the region. Uh, and then we also have some parent to parent groups where we have trained parents on how to be a mentor for other parents um, who are dealing with a difficult disease. So we use that information then really to drive the change that we make in our organization. So I would say we, we've kind of categorized our patient family experience into an outpatient bucket and in, and in, in bucket. So specific to in outpatient, I'll start there. 
Uh, we've really leveraged, again, Epic MyChart. We made a number of enhancements into that so that families can check in um, even before they arrive for their appointment and they can pay their bills online. They can access all the information that they need to about their provider and their care team. Um, they can prepare, have tools to prepare for their visit. They have tools to be able to pay their bill and access information that was documented as part of their visit. Um, we also have placed, because just all of the issues around pricing and transparency, we've placed huge emphasis on developing um, Epic's tools around pricing transparency, um, and uh, we've had some great success there. And we also are in the final stages of implementing a patient family access center that will enable us to optimize scheduling and registration functions. Again, providing more of that 24 seven access to scheduling and registration and uh, meeting families where they're at um, and providing access to those types of schedules um, in a more convenient manner for them. And then specific to inpatient, we have developed, I think a really robust sort of cutting edge approach to what we call interactive patients. So we've installed smart TVs and all of our um, inpatient rooms and in our emergency department rooms. And not only do we provide smart TVs in each of those rooms, but we also have iPads and we have uh, digital whiteboards available in all of those rooms. So that will provide patients and families and the care team with access to um, uh, Epic's tool called MyChart Epic Bedside and uh, the digital whiteboards that the provider teams and care teams use to be able to show families what's happening should they are able to show them test results, they're able to show them upcoming schedules, they're able to um, communicate and leave notes for one another on that tool. It's very, very effective. And then we also have Get Well Network available in all of those rooms as well, where we provide videos and the ability for pa patients and families to communicate with us on a wide variety of things from as minor as, you know, adjusting the temperature in their room to um, as robust as um, accessing patient education and uh, providing uh, feedback about their interactions with particular team members. So those have been really impactful changes that we've made. And uh, so just to give you an example of how impactful they've been, uh, we are now providing more than 30,000 cost estimates per month uh, to patients who are scheduled for outpatient services. So that's been really transformative uh, you know, that's something that feedback that came directly from patients and families. They wanted to know what to expect financially before they got to the hospital. They did not want to find that out, you know, well after the care had been provided and a big giant bill had been rung up. Uh, so we're we're able to provide that information to them in, in advance. And then if they have questions or if they, they have concerns or have they needs for financial support, we can tackle that before they're here in a, in a much more proactive manner and eliminates a lot of complaints and grievances and other kinds of concerns that are related to billing and certainly improves access to care so that, um, you know, that they're fully aware of those, uh, those impacts before they even arrive. And uh, about 80% of our scheduling departments have fully transitioned to a centralized appointment scheduling and registration model. And we're working through the, the remaining 20%, which are a bit more complicated, but that seems to be going really well. And uh, that has really also transformed the way that we interact with, with patients and families on an outpatient setting. In terms of inpatient, we, um, the, we have been able to achieve uh, an activation rate of Epic MyChart bedside, which is really gives them a sonic health record while they're admitted. Uh, for care. 
and over 75% uh, of the patients that we admit have activated their Epic MyChart bedside account while they're there in the hospital and are regularly utilizing that tool to access information about their child and their care team um, and also using it to communicate with their provider team. And they can even use that same system to schedule follow-up care once they've been discharged. And then with our Get Well Network, uh, we've been able to, uh, on an uh, annual basis, achieve, um, we utilize that tool for a whole variety of things, but one of the more impactful things that we've been able to do is document leadership rounding. So uh, care team leaders from each of the units round on patients on a regular basis. And we can see that we're doing more than uh, 10,000 of those leadership rounds on an annual basis. We're also doing about another 5,000 comfort rounds, and those are done by uh, volunteers and other members of the team that really more so specifically address the needs of patients and families and how we can ensure their comfort during their stay. And then um, almost 2,000 recognition have been generated through that tool. So you can see it's having a pretty robust impact on the way that we engage with and communicate with and partner with families uh, to ensure that they feel like they're a valued and engaged member of the care team. I love that. I think especially looking at all the different examples and ways you're using technology and digital transformation to really boost that patient experience, to have that communication better, um, and, and to really make the process seamless for patients and their families. It, it seems like amazing what you're able to do with some of the technology that's available today. Yeah, you know, it's so it's funny. I, the, oftentimes we find that the patients are directing their parents on how to use the various technology offerings that we have in the room. So uh, I think it, it really does work pretty well in a pediatric environment. It just also, you know, works really well for, like I mentioned earlier, we see so many kids from across the region and not always can both parents be there with the child. So it's a, that investment in technology is a great way to communicate with the with the parent or the um, legal guardian that can't actually be there or with siblings or other members of the family. It helps them really feel like they're there even though they're several miles away. That's really cool and certainly very handy, especially in those situations, as you mentioned, where you know there's a geographic distance between where the children are, are being treated and where the parents have to be on a daily basis. So that, that's really cool. Um, how do you see the patient experience evolving? What do you see will be the differentiator uh, for you all in the future? Well, you know, the flip side of all of this technology is that uh, sometimes the technology can act way of communication. And so I think paying more uh, targeted attention to how we leverage the technology, but don't use it as a replacement for good old fashioned communication communication um, and making sure that, you know, we take time to really uh, ensure that we're, uh, you know, we're following all the families and we make sure that they don't have any questions, they don't have any concerns, they feel comfortable with the technology that we put in front of them. We've addressed any language barriers or other social barriers as it relates to utilization of those tools and understanding and confidence in utilizing those tools. And again, we, we really want to make sure that we're using them the right way and we're not using them as a crutch and we're not using them as a replacement of good old face-to-face -face communication. I mean, you 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 need to also be able to um, read the, the nonverbal cues, you know, with families and, and that's important part of the care planning as well. So I think 
partnering with Epic, our electronic health um, record vendor, and really continuing to push the button on optimization, but not at the cost of experience. I think it's going to be a key focus for us uh, in the years ahead. It's this field is just changing rapidly and there's, you know, artificial intelligence and all sorts of other, you know, bells and whistles. And it's a matter, you know, spending time really understanding where the sweet spot is and trying not to get too distracted with all the different offerings on there and really circling back with our families to understand what it is that they need and what's going to make a difference uh, for them and what they what access they need and tools they need and information that they need to care for their child once in the hospital. I think those are are really going to be important for us as well. I think uh, I've spent a lot of time talking about how we engage directly with families, but it's also important for us to directly engage with the patient. I think we've over the last few months, I think um, have begun to sh not shift our focus, but incorporate the patient more in the communication. Um, and uh, how do we prepare kids for uh, feeling comfortable in speaking up and sharing uh, the impact of their experience with their care team? Of course, not all children um, are able to communicate um, in that way. Some, some, many of the children that we care for are infants. So, I mean, of course, that's not possible. But, but for children that can interact with our care teams, how do we um, help them? How do we give them the confidence and the communication skills and the ability to really communicate with us? And how do we hear more directly from them instead of always relying on their family to translate for them? I think it's something we'll be really focused on. There's a, a concept called emotional safety of kids. And so before we communicate with them, we need to make sure that they feel comfortable and safe and confident. So we'll be spending some time really focusing on that and incorporating those tactics into our approach around our uh, patient family experience strategies. And then I think also it's becoming increasingly clear to us that families come to us in a variety of different um, situations and we need to spend time understanding, you know, their social needs and their, uh, their mental health needs and their readiness to be able to learn and their readiness to be able to communicate with us on, on what's happening so that when we are approaching the care planning and as we're approaching um, discharge, how can we help that family be most successful in caring for their child at home? How can we ensure that they have access to housing and food security and transportation and uh, ongoing education? How do we make sure that they have the electronic tools to be able to communicate with us on a regular basis? All of those things I think are going to be, they already are, but we're going to be placing more emphasis on understanding where the family's at in terms of their readiness, uh, because that will contribute to a better, uh, not only a, a better experience for the patient, but certainly better outcomes over time. So all of those things I think are going to be um, very important as we continue to evolve our work on patient family experience. I love that. I think there's just so much there and really exciting to see where the field is headed. Um, you know, just awesome that you've been able to do so much so far and then really looking forward to seeing what's ahead. Susie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a fun and interesting conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Very good. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate your time. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. 
It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Thank you.